Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. How is everybody this week? I personally am doing fine. Thank you all for tuning in again. As always, every Friday, here we are. So, cool stuff this week. We have Stitch from God Awfuls, which is a punk band from Louisville here that I've I've known for quite some time. So, they're kind, this is kind of a reforged yet not... It's still kind of new because when i had stitch on the show originally it was during the radio days you can hear it in the archives where there's a bunch of songs and playlists and everything but yeah this is almost like a brand new episode because it's been just over three years since he's been on the show so hell yeah super cool dude and if you read the description of god awfuls it's three men from kentucky playing songs about hard living heavy drinking and fast women and that's pretty well the truth But before we get in with Stitch, because he's here today, and I love it. But before we get in with Stitch, we're going to talk about some other things. So this week, I had the pleasure of putting on a show on Wednesday at 21st in Germantown in Louisville with the Immortal Devastation Tour with Solicitor from Seattle, Soul Grinder from Portland, and Kiarn from like London, Kentucky. And it was super rad, so fun, and, you know, I'm definitely going to have Kiarn here on the show, and look for Solicitor to be coming on. Uh, Amy and I are going to be doing an interview here soon, after their tour is over. But it's so cool to, like, talk to these people on the internet and and meet them online a few years ago, and finally get to meet in person. I am so glad for that, because in the time of pandemic... It really felt like a lot of the things you know you didn't know if you were ever going to actually get to meet people. You know you you end up a lot of these bedroom projects started and so on and so forth, and then now they're actually coming to fruition. They're actually going out on tour, and it's so cool to sit there and say, "Hey, you guys are coming through. Why don't you make a stop here in Louisville?" And that is so fun to me. And tonight at the Mag Bar in Louisville, Kentucky. If you're in the area, please stop on by. Show starts at 8. It is Carcaza from L.A. 
Then there is Kerr from Lexington. It is their return show. They haven't played a show since 2019. It's going to be badass to see them again. The Hell You Say is playing tonight as well. They've been they're, they've been on the Metal Forge, so has uh, Kerr. And awesome Chattanooga death metal, coat hanger, abortion. So come on out. It's 10 bucks, 21 and up. It's going to be a rad fucking time. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Because, hey, metal on a fucking Friday, cheap drinks, fuck, what's what's not to love, right? Seriously, when all these bands are going out on tour, and there are a plethora of tours going on right now, please take the time to buy merch, support these uh, touring bands in any way you can. Because, you know, buying merch, you know, uh, donating to their tip jars and stuff like that, that's how these touring bands are really making it on on the road especially like my friends from soul grinder and solicitor they've had some major transportation issues on their tour already and it's only been it's only been just over a week you know a week and a half or so so please help these people out in any way you can click the Bandcamp links buy stuff from them you know Go to your closest city. Drive an hour to go see them. I know gas is through the fucking roof, but still. Go pay to get in. Go see these people. You know, don't just look at videos on Instagram and Facebook Live and that shit. Because it's not the same. You know, go out and meet these people. It's super fucking awesome. So, in lieu of uh, personal life uh, shit from all around... I don't have a review this week, which is totally cool because everybody needs a break, and we're going to give you guys a break from a review this week, but when we come back with some more in the coming weeks, they're going to be kick-ass fucking awesomeness. But we're going to go ahead and check in here with God Awfuls. We're going to play some old tunes. This is Greaseball. metalheads i'm being joined here in the studio this is a, a special treat this week from a friend of mine that has been on the show before so this is somewhat of a reforged episode but not quite because stitch was on during the radio days so he deserves a brand new episode i have stitch from the louisville punk band god awfuls dude what's up hey what's going on Dude, I'm doing all right. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. And it's it's awesome to have another person here for a change. Yeah. Because I love doing them over the phone, but fuck, man. It's nice to have somebody here that can talk and bullshit and just be awesome with. Yeah. Well, you got a cool setup, too. This is really nice in here. Definitely, and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Stitch, since it's been such a while since you've been here, go ahead and give everybody a rundown on... God awfuls, not 
the god awfuls like anything and it seems like anybody who has a name that's pluralized like that gets a the attached to the front of it yeah yeah and and, and what like gets it gets added to it all the time anyway so that's you know it's whatever right yeah i i was always like anytime somebody brought up the band eagles yeah i've always been like it's not the eagles it's just eagles. It's just eagles, <laughs> and the, and you are just god awful. Well, we are. Well, all right. There was a um, me and me and Brad have had that name for like twenty five years now, and uh, right. Uh, uh, what was it like? Early two thousands or whatever. The uh, a band popped up out of nowhere uh, and went on Warp tour, and one album and they disappeared. It was and they went. They used the name the God Awfuls, and they hyphenated God Awfuls. You know. So, but it didn't, you know, it didn't stick. It didn't stick. No, it's good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we were listening to it a long time. We were like, God damn it. It's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so 25 years now, I know you all had a little bit of a break in that same time period. For, yeah. For a few years, but now you've, you've been back for a, a while now yeah. and you've been kicking fucking Louisville ass for sure. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think so. Anyways. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Louisville's fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Right? Yeah. So, what is on the brink? What's coming up? What's What's new for you guys post pandemic? Oh well, we were supposed to record a live album before pandemic, and that's still something we want to do. But we just kind of I don't know, drug our feet on that. I guess a little bit. I think I. I think somebody's gonna. I think I know who's gonna record it for us and all that. We just gotta get our shit together. Definitely make it happen. And, and you gotta pick the right place. Yeah, we got the right place. <laughs> I think for, I, I think I got the right place figured out. Well, yeah. what I'm saying is like you could record an album in 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 a place and the room just not feel right. Yeah. Or it may just you get the recording back and you're just like, man, it felt different than that. Yeah. So yeah, you've got to definitely pick the right people to be a part of it. Oh you yeah. You know the the right room, the right engineer to do it, all of that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and and uh, uh, I uh, you you're, you know the Johnny Rivers uh, totally live at the Whiskey album. Yeah. I'm, do you? Yeah. I, 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 right. I I've I'm not like a hundred like thousand percent like back to front with it but i know about what you're talking about right well you know and it is it, well the uh the also the recording of uh seventh son of his so you know if you notice there's 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 women close to the crowd mic right screaming like that and i think that i think that adds a, a level of excitement oh that, to it. yeah it does for sure there's a i've got a i've got a mummy's record where they do justine live and there's some girl down front just squalling the whole time and it makes the damn song you know <laughs> so i really hope that you know when I, i'm really trying to plan that when we do the live album that there'll be some squalling girls right near the crowd mic to get that high pitch you know well, I mean? for sure yeah i mean because that's what anybody needs yeah i think it's hilarious on the, some of the live shit that i've put out there where it's like i i've been picked up on the on the live mic without being on the microphone yeah and it's like you hear me in the background like i'm talking like <laughs> yeah and it's funny shit you know it's like oh yeah uh, <laughs> i like that stuff because it does put out the rawness of it mm-hmm. and it lets people know that's what i've always liked about live albums it lets people know what you're getting yeah and, you, and it kind of helps you feel like you're there too you know it's oh like, yeah. Uh, yeah a little more like, personal like, uh, what is it, Allman Brothers Live at the Forum or some shit like that? That's one of those albums where it's, it's like, super, everybody's super into it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, a live album should have a live crowd, you know? Should have a, that, that sets the tone for the excitement of the album itself. Right, and I think that's like, Alive a, a by Kiss. Yeah. Is why it's so revered is because the crowd is there and it's not to the point where they piped in studio sound well you know most of that album was made in the studio i thought alive two was was it alive two i think alive two and three were studio creations really i think the first when they tried to do the first one they had they uh, some of it's live and then they went in there and fixed like a lot of shit i don't think it's that i know for a fact that 
um, uh, priest in Japan yeah. is a 50-50 studio versus uh, live deal. Yeah. And the deal with that was Rob Halford hated the, his vocals on the show, so he went back and re-recorded live vocals in the studio over top of his vocal line from the concert and did it all in one take. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that is interesting as hell to me. I don't think I could ever do that, like put out a a live album that's not really live. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, man. You, I, you know, know, no disrespect to Rob Albert. Loud, well, you know. I mean, yeah. doing it in one takes one thing like that uh, because it, it's, it's amazing. You know, I can get the deal of shredded vocals and shit like that, where you just so burn out from mm-hmm. doing like forty days or something. Yeah, and then going back and saying, "Well, that really sucks." I know we we're obligated to put this out, but I want to fix that. I get it, but like from a complete scratch standpoint, like. You're just going in and playing in the studio live versus, you know, piping in audience sounds. Right. That's shit like what WWE does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they no. they pipe we, in the audience. No, we, we put out a live album. It's going to be raw as shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and we're just going to be real practiced and hope we don't make any mistakes because there it is. You know, uh, I've got a, I've got a, uh, Oblivion's album I picked up at one of their shows one time years ago. It's a live album. And they fuck up in it and all kinds of shit, you know? Right. But there it is. That's the live show. That's 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 what I wanted. The you know, the real deal. I you know Oh for sure. You know, that's one of the things, you know, I'm a huge motorhead fan. And now since, you know, Lemmy has passed, there's not really any studio stuff that they can put out. But they can put out all this live stuff. Right. And they've for the record store days. Uh, the last couple of uh, record store days, they've put out the quote, the lost tapes. And what it is is like once from the sacrifice tour in 95, there's one in 98. They're getting ready to release one from 2000. Yeah. And they're soundboard recordings and they're raw as shit. Yeah. And I love them <laughs> because like it's motorhead. It's live. It's exactly what it needs to be. It's dirty. It's, right. It's what it is. With it, with it being just the soundboard recordings, do they have the crowd? Yes, animal? there are ambient mics in, in there. Okay. Uh, now, there's been some of those that have been released. Like, Metallica's released some of those. They're like their live Metallica online shit. Yeah. Where you could barely hear any audience. But, right. But you hear all of the music. Right. And But, no, I, I just can't get into those, personally. That's what, yeah, that's... That's that's the whole point. Yeah, you want you want to you want to hear like uh, ACDC live, where right. the crowd is so overbearing in the in the in yeah. the mix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, cheap trick with the with them screaming the the lyrics and you know, oh yeah, singing where along it's, they're overtaking it. the overtaking the band. Yeah, yeah. And for the, sure. And the vandals sweating to the oldies. You know that one? I don't. Oh, actually. the crowd is just just booing and hating the hell out of them it's it's great but they're like you know it's on purpose you know but they're, right they we're fucking with them and kind of pissing them off just to make them do that shit. that's great oh, so it, it sounds great yeah, i need to album. get i need to go on a live album kick and just like start buying more live albums of whoever yeah. whether it's fucking motorhead or george benson you know yeah <laughs> just i need to need to get whoever i can live just to hear the difference. Oh yeah. You know, even like, if it's Charlie Rich, I don't care. <laughs> kind of stuck on this Otis Redding live at the whiskey. <laughs> it's, Dude, it's beautiful. It's I beautiful. mean, Otis gets down, man. It's awesome. There, I'm not gonna lie. That that room has an amazing sound. Yeah. And, I mean, some great live shit come out of that. Oh room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and from even standing on stage there. It has a completely otherworldly fucking thing to it. Yeah. That's the only place I think I've ever played that's been everybody standing, facing each other in the crowd talking. And as soon as you hit that first note, it's like everybody just stops what they're doing, turns and looks at the stage and just is there. Yeah. And that to me is like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. And... (laughs) I'd love to be able to do it again personally, but, you know, 
gotta gotta do it where we can. <laughs> you played the whiskey. Yeah. You played the whiskey. Yes. Wow. Back in 2012. Wow. Yeah. And it it was a it was a fun time. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. There was, you know, going on the road with anybody is stressful. Yeah. Anyways, unless it's like yourself or your family, and even with your family, it's stressful. You know, <laughs> sometimes more so, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. at least with your with your bandmates, you can punch each other in the mouth and get it over with, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that with when you've got the teenage kids in the car. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody nobody really gets in trouble when it's just a bunch of dudes, yeah. right? Yeah, right, because it's like <laughs> you had it fucking coming, man. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know, that's no different or anything. So, But it, it's a fun deal. I mean, traveling with anybody to anywhere, I think, is a, is a, good, is a good thing. Yeah. Especially playing music. Yeah. Yeah, we're weekend warriors. We, we'll get out of town every now and then uh, travel together. It's, yeah, but you do, like, Lexington. You do Cincinnati, Covington, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis. We, yeah, we did a Cincinnati-Columbus uh, weekend a little while back, a couple months ago, and that that was a good time. That's all For I'm sure, on. yeah. And you know, you you like to drink at the show sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Where'd you hear that? Just a little bit. <laughs> and I can only imagine, you know, doing it out of town. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to figure out who's driving first. And it's never Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Brad. No, the, Brad, the truck's Brad's. So he, he, you know, he's uh. He provides the vehicle. So. You know, at the show this past weekend, <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually leaving. I don't. <laughs> right, right. At the show this past weekend, I was leaving, and I just hear somebody in the background go, "Bye, Mark." Bye, Mark. And I'm like, "Did somebody say my fucking name?" And he's sitting out on the curb in the truck. I'm like, are, "I'm like, you're not driving back, are you?" He's like, "No, man. Anytime I I drive up here." And that's it. That's it. That's it. I don't go home. I'm like, right on, man. Yeah. Because he's got a little bit of a haul to go home. Yeah, uh, his house is about three hours. Ah. That's where we practice. What? Yeah, yeah. I drive down there. Uh, Ethan's in Evansville, which puts him um, a little over an hour, hour and a half. Right. You know? Uh, and, and, yeah, we practice down at Studio B. Studio B? Yeah, down by the lake. Nice. Yeah. Now... Do y'all do this once a week, twice a week? Oh no, 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 no! It's it's actually kind of rare. Four yeah. times a week, then? No. <laughs> yeah, no. We, man, we we used to have. Uh, I miss Thursday night practice. Thursday night practice was the shit. You know, when I when I lived in Hoptown, and you know, his house was a thirty minute ride from me. Uh, that was that was great. You know, but uh, no, now we're we've probably had about. Five or six practices this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it be, is it when you've realized that okay, we've got a show coming up, we need to at least get together one time? No, no. We we try to you know space them out so that we can get some practices. You know, because we okay. can't. Not everybody can run every weekend. You know, and right. uh, so uh, and it, honestly, it if you're in the same area, you shouldn't run every weekend. Right. And I am I believe that a hundred percent. And there's bands that I know that run every fucking weekend, and it kills them quick. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, man. when you're playing Friday and Saturday in the same city, and you're an original band, and you're doing that three three weekends a month at least. Yeah, and you're playing open mics on Wednesdays. <laughs> Whether it be at this club or this club oh, or that club, it, it it really kills you really well, yeah. really fast too. Well, and and who cares if you're if you're playing all the time? It makes it kind of hard to you know want to go see them. Like oh I you know I better I better go see the show tonight. I, I've been wanting to catch. Ah uh, hell, I can wait a couple of days and they'll be yeah they'll be they'll be, they'll be two bars closer. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's this old saying that it, that Jim Ross the wrestling commentator Jim Ross yeah. would, would say would be like you know how can I miss you if you don't go away go, <laughs> right. go back and go go learn a new hold take some time away how can I miss you if you can't go if you don't go away yeah and that you know that burnout happens with everybody 
Sure. I think that happens more so on the end of being a musician also as much as it is for being a fan of somebody. Right. You know, if Metallica came to Louisville, you know, twice a a tour, nobody would want to go see it. Right. I mean, because they're here, I'll catch them next time. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. And honestly, not everybody needs to run every weekend. No. No. <laughs> Unless no. you're running every weekend somewhere else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 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 we, uh, we we did uh, two Louisville shows this month, you know? Yeah. We never do that. Right. <laughs> never do that. I don't, I don't like to play Louisville, like, every month, you know? Oh, no. Definitely yeah. not. Um, so, yeah. For sure. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So, other than the live album, what else do y'all have coming up? Do y'all have any, any ideas for any new studio stuff? Well, you know, uh, until we get ten more songs, we're up to three. A couple in the, you know, the, hand, the handful that are written and ready to go, whatever. Another, we just, like I said, we we don't get practice very often, right? So it takes us forever to put something together, for sure. You know, um, but that that's the idea. Is just once we get close to ten, then we get it lined out and make it happen. Definitely. And you guys don't do this thing, the thing that most people do today. You don't record on your phones or email shit to each other, do you? Or do you do that? Uh, sometimes I'll make a video. It, it, you okay. know, like, sometimes if I don't think I'm going to remember the little riff I came up with, I'll get my phone out and I'll make a little quick video and I can see my hand and know what I'm doing. You right. Know? But when it comes to writing songs, you're not just sitting there saying like, hey, I wrote this uh, and text it and forward a message to Brad. Normally. Mm, sometimes every now and then little little bits and pieces little snippets okay. and stuff you know or if we're talking about doing a, a cover or whatever another and i you know make like oh yeah i got it check it out you know? and speaking of covers i'm glad you brought that up yeah i loved the cover the other night did you i did <laughs> and good i mean I don't want to let the cat out of the bag because I want people to see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it needs work, man. I messed up a little bit in the slow part. That kind of broke my heart. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Especially on the backup vocals. I loved <laughs> oh, Brad's. Oh, I love that they can hit falsetto. Isn't that great? I know. It's great. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. The, the Just like the whole like backup singer thing for that song. Yeah. And them to just watching Brad do the. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we could talk about, yeah, the Elvis. uh, Suspicious Suspicious Minds. Minds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's so funny to me because like, you know, like I said, I've been playing with Brad for 25 years and I, and I adore Elvis. And, uh, 
I, I have pitched several Elvis songs throughout the years. It's like, nah, nah, you know, not feeling you, you, the Drummer can't feel it. They can't play it. That's just all there is that, to it. Yes. Hadn't found one that he could feel yet. And all these years, uh, uh, and uh, Ethan, Ethan, it was his turn to pick a cover. We turned down several uh, ideas. Um, but then, like, he said he, he'd listened to Suspicious Mind on, like, one and a half speed on YouTube. <laughs> and he was like, we should do that and brad goes yeah i could i could do that and i'm like are you fucking kidding me man <laughs> god damn it all the years i wanted to play an elvis song i'm All like, we had they're, they're like, so and i'm like fuck yeah i'm in you know <laughs> hell yes all, all you had to do is speed it up to fucking one and a half speed and the kid yeah and the kid liked it so yeah there we go so ethan's new uh, he's got about I, I right at three years with us. Right, we got him like right, right before pandemic hit. Yes, we, uh, it would have been like December or January when he started practicing with us. Because you all were going to play the show that yeah. got canceled at Twenty First Amendment. Yeah, that's right. Me. And that was the we, everything was still a go until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't nothing to and, go And it took anywhere. two years to get that show back together. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was a nightmare, man. We, we, and we just got this kid broke in. Right. So excited. I mean, that month we had four four shows lined out, uh, four or five. And um, and I had a bunch of shit. I was, man, I was working because the kid was finally ready. Kid was finally ready, you know? Uh, right. I mean, shit, man. He showed up with... 10 songs that we just knocked out cold the first time we practiced. You wow. Know? Oh, yeah. No, he's quite talented. And then he's a, you know, he He suits plug. you guys really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he seems like it's where he needs to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's that point in that time in your life and your, you know, your musical career where it's like, I feel like I should be right here. Yeah. And giving off the impression of watching you guys live, mm-hmm. he feels like that's exactly where he needs to be, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And I think, honestly, you guys are better every time I see you. Yeah, well, thanks. And, and I don't know if it's having the youth invigorate you guys. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Dude. Yeah. Because, like, I've watched you guys before that. Yeah. And... And it seems like sometimes, you know, you just you, you just get to that point where it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And I don't get that anymore. And that's so cool. Because yeah. it's like, I'm like, oh, gosh, I wonder what they're going to do tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rubbing my hands in the back of the room. <laughs> you know, like evil fucking movie villain. Right. <laughs> like oh, Dr. Claw. That kid's a, a fucking spark plug, man. He's a, he's a little, yeah, I mean, he came in there and, uh, uh, and, and, and everything just started going faster. And faster, and we got to a certain point where, because Brad feeds off of that. Brad, Brad, and me play, you know, the way we play together. But he feels a bass player, so the bass player helps him with his tempo. Okay, if he's got one that will chill, he'll chill a little bit. You know, <laughs> you can feel it wane just a little bit. But then this kid comes in, Brad's like, "Fuck yeah, all right, I'm with you." You know, blah 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 blah. blah. And then, and then after a little bit. Uh, uh, the song Greaseball. One night after after we played that, I was like, "Dude, <laughs> there is a limit, <laughs> you know, to how fast you can go." Because he just he got into it. And he was, oh my god, it was it was, you know, crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna hit this really fast. And yes, you are 100 percent right on that. There is a limit. Yeah, and and as it goes, there is that sweet spot in either direction yeah whether it's too fast or too slow i have bitched about that for years in my band (laughs) it's like it's gotta fucking be faster it's gotta turn around to the drummer play it faster and then they play it too fast i'm like now it's too fucking fast asshole right (laughs) there's that sweet spot for the rhythm yes the rhythm can be pushed so far i saw a band in joliet illinois play um was it the blues brothers no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joliet. That would have been cool, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, it, they played Dancing With Myself, and they they did it faster, but they did it so fast, it lost the rhythm. 
Oh, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just, you know, it's detrimental, unfortunately, especially when you're doing somebody else's song. Yeah. You know, some things will work with that. Like suspicious minds worked that way. It was rad as fuck. Yeah. But sometimes you just can't do that. No, 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 no. We do, uh, we do heart of stone by the Rolling Stones and Ethan hasn't quite learned it yet, but we do it the right. We do it the same speed. Oh yeah. It's just, just heavy. Definitely. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. Like, I've seen, like, bands like Rifle do amazing fucking covers. They do, like, Showdown by ELO. Really? And it's badass. Yeah. And it's just, I don't get why it is. <laughs> other than the fact that, you know, it's ELO. So, ELO is one of those bands, kind of like the Beatles. They're almost an untouchable band when it comes to covering songs, I think. Right. Because it's like... Do you want to be the guy known for fucking murdering all the Beatles? <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible way, course, Beatles yeah. fans. Uh, or, you know, do you want to... You, you, it's hard as fuck to actually get it to come out right. Certain people, Joe Cocker can make a Beatles song come out right. Right. You know, whether it be with a little help from my friend, she came through the bathroom window, whatever. Uh, but, like, they do ELO, and I think ELO's that way. And it's like, wow. I sit back and it's you get to the, the choruses in it. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I always love a good cover. We do Don't Bring Me Down. Do you? Have you not heard us do that? I don't think so. Oh, well, I'll make sure we... All right, next do time. You have a, do next you have time. a copy of it live? Uh, there's a minute of it on our Instagram. Is there? Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, it was at the Highland Tap Room. Oh wow! Which was kind of perfect too, because it was when they were when they did Punk Rock Night Louisville for a short period of time, right on the Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Well, see that that's a whole affiliated thing. Uh, Cincinnati's supposed to have Friday night, but the guy dropped the ball on that. Indy's got Saturday, and right. Louisville At was going to be Sunday. Right? Yeah, and Louisville was going to be Sunday, and then they were working on St. Louis for like Monday, and the idea was they were going to have a punk rock night. A different night of the week in all the surrounding cities so that touring bands could come in and just link up with Punk Rock Night and we've got this week for you. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, the that guys is a in great Indianapolis idea. are the ones are, that are putting it together and trying to do it. And they had Johnny Outlaw who had it in Cincinnati um, about six, seven years ago. Right. And, um, and, and it fell apart, you know. Um, uh, I'm not sure how, how, but, uh, and then Jared Wright, uh, I said something to Rich one time up there. I was talking to them about it, uh, Rich and Greg, and I said something about Jared Wright would be the guy in Louisville. And, and they got a hold of him and it worked for a while because he was booking at, um, uh, Highland Taproom. Right. And Highland Taproom is, they have a great built in crowd of yeah, everything, even Metal Mondays. And, and it's one of those places that you cannot escape it. No. If you are in there, you're, you're in there, man, and the mm-hmm. band's like right on top of you. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the only time I've only seen there. people walk out of one band there ever, yeah. and really? that's my band. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no I miss Metal Mondays. It's still there. Well, I know they did it what last week. Yeah, they. It's, I, it's sporadic. It, well, it's supposed to be since the post pandemic. It's supposed to be every other week, twice a month. Every other? Yeah. But I think through the summer, they've, if they didn't do one last week, I'm not sure why. But I know. Last week they did. But I don't know. I don't think think, they have one tonight, do they? I think so. Do they? Yeah. Oh. Metal Monday is always a good time. When I first moved here, I was insistent to go to Metal Monday. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. 
all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, metalheads! It's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. So I'm going to break out here and ask you some general questions about you as a person. And I let you know a little bit before the show here that you're getting the new and improved question deck question deck what is a question deck? this is an interview deck of general profile questions yeah that are just they're not specifically tailored to you right but it's things in life that you know it's kind of like the what's your favorite food what's your favorite album type stuff yeah but it's more broad range Okay. So it's so it's just general to you. It's how, how would Stitch answer these? And it's just random as hell. It's random it as hell. Straight out of a deck. All right. Straight, that sounds straight like out fun. of the deck. So, and I'm going to limit because I've got 100 questions between two decks. Oh, man. But I'm only going to limit you to a few. All right. Okay. All right. Because I don't want to, I don't want to do repeats for, <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. So I don't want to ask, you know, the same question to the same, to the next week's guest also. Oh, right. Right. So, what is one thing that people buy that you think is a total waste of money? Hmm. <laughs> Just one thing? Uh, <laughs> gourmet dog treats. <laughs> That's right. A dog, I get it. A dog will eat shit. <laughs> and people are paying good money. That I, I saw that at the Logan Street Market. I was like, really? Really? Gourmet dog and treats? And of course... It, of course, it would be at the fucking Logan Street Market. That's where you sell them. I know, but it's fucking <laughs> Logan Street. Yeah. It's like, before that market got there and before the art gallery got there, that was a rough part of fucking town. I bet it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not real nice outside. It's what they call Smoke Town, you know? Town, yeah. You know? Yeah. You go, you go a block or two away, you can see that it hasn't been, you know, cleaned up in a little while. Right. Yeah, I mean. Gourmet dog treats. I get that. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I have prima donna cats that will not eat. I will buy the same food from Walmart yeah, or the Dollar General, and they will know that this food came from the fucking Dollar General and will not fucking eat it. Really? They are that bad. Are they? <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. So gourmet drug treats I could totally get. <laughs> what is the biggest lie you once believed was true? I'm going to be president. <laughs> you can be president if you want. Really? No. No, you can't. I don't know. You I, know. I feel like everybody would say 9-11. But, uh, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, bring it down. Bring it down. Yeah. 
That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I mean, it's a, such a generic answer, but quite honestly, Santa Claus is the biggest lie. That you once believed was that, true? That everybody, you know, the biggest lie in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just believe believe is true. And out of a lack of a more interesting answer, I'm going to go with that. Final okay. answer. Final Santa answer, Claus. Santa Claus. Oh, I get it. I mean, <laughs> do you have a favorite thing you like to do for a guy's night out? Favorite thing I like to do for a guy's night out. Yeah. I hanging guess out, drinking's hanging out. too much of a generic answer. <laughs> I think that goes hand in hand with it already. Well, I've got this uh, dive bar over there by my house that is just the shit. I love that place. It's called The Deuce. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, the best nights end at The Deuce. So I would say favorite thing on a guy's night out would be end up at The Deuce. And closing it down. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. I can walk home from there. No shit. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's why it ends there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because if it starts there, then you're then you're plastered by 9 o'clock. And, right. And who wants to be gone that early? Yeah, no. Yeah. Go nap out for a little bit and rally. What book do you think should be a mandatory read for everyone on the planet? The Alphabet of Manliness by Tim Maddox. Really? I'm not familiar. It's hilarious. Yeah? Yeah. It's just awful. You know? <laughs> you know how our our lyric content is just awful locker room well, yeah. humor? It, yeah, it's that. Okay. It's really, really good. I could get it. I mean... I think White Line, uh, and and I honestly think that you know this is a required read to be an overload is White Line Fever by Lem, uh, Lemmy, his really? autobiography. Really. So, and I seriously think everybody should read that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> just no, because, I'm, it's I'm just because that. I'm a huge Motorhead fan. Right. And it's like he's sitting there next to you telling you the story. Oh no, the Lemmy Lemmy memoir sounds yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's great. I didn't it, know that was a book. Yes. It's I've, called I've, White Line Fever. See, that's the only kind of books I read. Or, or musician I read, books? Yes, I read the book about the Clash. I read Me and Elvis, written by Charlie Hall, one of his buddies. Nice. I, you know, uh, I read Burt Reynolds' book. It was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I imagine it's a bunch of him bitching. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it was... He didn't give away any secrets, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was. It's it interesting, to, you know, because Burt Reynolds, you know, Burt Reynolds, Burt yeah. Reynolds. I mean, you know, here how he came up and blah blah blah. Right. The, I've read the first Bruce Campbell book. Uh, if Chins Could Kill. Yes. I <laughs> Confessions that. of a B movie actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but yeah, musician stories. Like oh, that, for sure. I, I read them all the time too. Yeah. Like uh, I read Confess by Rob Halford. It's, yeah. it's really good. Uh, Iron Man about Tony Iommi mm-hmm. is is really good as well. Um, you know, some of the Mick Wall stuff I'd like to get into, but I don't care for Mick Wall's writing style. Yeah. And he did a book called Paranoid, and it's about early Black Sabbath. And, like, I own a copy of it, and it's hard as fuck to come by. Yeah. But, like, I just... He also did a, a book called Enter Night. It's a Metallica... Uh, book. Yeah. And I just cannot get into the way he writes. Really? Yeah. It's tough so, read. yeah, it's a seriously tough read and it's like super analytical to me. Yeah. And like, I like it as if it's like a story, mm-hmm. like them telling it to you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally get that. But yeah, sometimes some of the best books like that are, are about those people. For sure. sure. Yeah, I read one uh, that was written by uh, Frank Sinatra's daughter that isn't Nancy. Right. You know, and uh, <laughs> it, it was it was really interesting. You know, you learn a lot. I of, think that's Frank Sinatra Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what did they call him on The Sopranos? Chair boy of the board or something? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. No, he had one kid that didn't that didn't become a star. Yeah, and she she wrote a book. You know, Nancy didn't become a star until Megadeth covered these boots. <laughs> <laughs> which, really sick. Which is horrible. It's a horrible fucking cover. <laughs> and yes, I said that for for the listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you currently reading anything though? No, I I, I I'm I'm a. About a third of the way in on this Elvis Costello book, uh, Disappearing Ink, and 
shit. And, uh, <laughs> that, that, that sounds like that would be the title for Elvis Costello. Dis- yeah. Disappearing ink and shit. Shit. We'll <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, and I, I, I don't know, man. Since since I've got a my damn cell phone, I, I don't read like I used to. You know, mm-hmm. like I had a subscription to Mad Magazine most of my life, and right. I read them cover to cover. But you know, after the cell phone, those magazines just stacked up for a while. You know? Oh, for sure, I feel that too because I, you know, I still subscribe to Heavy Metal magazine. Yeah, yeah. and you know with the cell phone and stuff and doing this I don't have as much time to read them as I'd like so I totally get what you mean what is the oddest job you ever took to make a buck oh this is an easy one when I was a when I was a kid I worked in radio you know no I didn't know that yeah that's what I thought I was going to be as a matter of fact I I went to Murray State University and tried to go to college (laughs) but uh yeah yeah I, yeah, no, I did. I didn't go. It was terrible, but I, that was what I was for. But anyway, so we were working radio, and uh, uh, the radio station bought a Barney suit. <laughs> yeah, for like remotes and shit, you know. Uh, and uh, the idea was, it was, God, what did I make like twenty an hour to do that in ninety three, ninety four? Ooh, yeah, that's a lot of money then, right? So yeah, give me that hot sweaty son of a bitch you know and i run around the mall and shit you know that's that's what i had to do and kids would take their picture with you and whatever and so yeah I was and since barney. it didn't have articulated fingers i bet you were given the finger in every picture <laughs> weren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck you behind the mask you're just making the face raging yeah <laughs> that's great yeah i was barney that's, that's my that's my oddest that, job. That is insanity. Yeah. So, I have one more question. All but right. before we get into it, do you want to give any shout-outs to anybody today? Oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, No. No? <laughs> right. Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. You weren't prepared for that question. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the Barney one on lock. Yes. Uh, shout you you immediately knew I was going to ask that. Right. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. In typical form and fashion here, I always like to ask, you know, like what album changed your life? But I'm not going to do that with this one. I want to say, what album did you first purchase with your own money? The first Run DMC. Nice. Yeah. And it and, and it was a time where that was a, a super hot thing. 
I was little, yeah. Yeah, so that was like, it was current. So you're talking like 88, 89-ish. Now, when was the first Run DMC album? Because I was a kid. I got my first boom box and, and uh, a Run DMC tape with my allowance. I'd saved it up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the suspense is killing me here. 1984. Aha! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so Run DMC in. came out in 84, yeah. and then King of Rock was 85. Yeah. So. I didn't many... have King of Rock for the longest time. And it's so fucking good. Right? So, real question here is, do you still own it? The tape? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. I think, That's I awesome. Think the, yeah, I was always real funny about shit like that. My music, my tapes, and my CDs and stuff, I was real. I was kind of anal about it. Right. And as well you should be, because it's like, you know, for for a time they were, you know, almost, quote, irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could go to the store and buy a new one, but you wanted to keep the what you had. Sure. Because you didn't want to have to spend a, a second $9 on something. Well, Up to 17 the sound shop in Hoptown. Yeah. <laughs> sound shop, I think it was, used to be their policy that they gave you, um, uh, it had a, uh, they would put a, a warranty on it and date it. And that tape was good for a year. Right? right. You know about this? Do you remember no. this? No. All right. So the, the sound shop in Hoptown, uh, the hot metal chick that worked there. You could tell she was into metal. She was just smoking hot. You know what I mean? Had big hair. Blonde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had the mall hair from hell. She's probably into Motley Crue, which isn't metal, but... Yeah. (laughs) She pointed out to me when DRI uh, Definition came out, and she said, it doesn't have Felix Griffith on it, but it's good. Wow. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Wow. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And she was hot. But uh, she wouldn't put the sticker all the way on the case. She would just kind of stick it to it a little bit. But when they put it on the case, you were still good because you could just pull out the insert and the tape and put whatever tape was fucked up back in there and take it and swap it back out at the sound shop. Really? So I rotated a handful of tapes, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> over and over and over. And, and when it finally wore out, the last one I tried to take back was, uh, was uh, an NWA tape. i think that's interesting you know with being a punk rocker as you are you know you got the black flag tattoo on the arm yeah and you know that grew up we're listening to rap rap and hip-hop yeah 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 well i mean i still you know still listen to a you know do you do do you listen to today's rap and hip-hop though or do you still go old school like NWA and run DMC. Well, see, I got a teenager at home that has, he has just, and, and he's, he's 16, so he, you know, you know that age. Right. Like at 14, 15 is when he's, and he got into rap and got into it really hard and learned everything about this, you know, this and that. And so I'm, I'm up to speed on a lot of stuff. And there's some new, you know, new stuff that, um, uh, that I do kind of enjoy, but for the okay. most part, it's, you know, like Wu Tang or something like Definitely. when I listen to rap, when I, get when, that. When I, you know, did you, did you come up beside him one night and put your arm around him and say, son, I'm going to teach you about death row and show <laughs> and Shug night. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the internet. You don't have to anymore. Once they, once they, I, you know, I showed him, I showed him some stuff like, old like old diggable planets and stuff like that. And, he didn't take to it right away, but then he comes back to it. And I turned him on to De La Soul when he was a kid. He saw him at Riot Fest. That's what changed it for him. Wow. We were at Riot Fest, and De La Soul was going to, and I was, and I loved De La Soul forever. And I was, and so anyway, we, we rush over there, and he, and he acts like he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't, I don't want to see this. He was there for the Dead Milkman. That's why he wanted to go to Riot Fest. And, and he didn't care about this rap group, whatever, another. But then they got up there and they put on this show. And, and I could see him. I was like, you want to see now? And he goes, yeah. And I said, all right. And I take him down to the front, you know, where he can see. And then the kid was hooked, you know. Dude, that's what so it's then, about. Like, he's really into rap. And, you know, I, w- I want to say this really fast about about that deal. You're somewhat of a mentor for me on that. Okay? And I don't have kids. Okay? 
and I'm not, I don't have kids. I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> not that I know of, you know, not that guy. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, thanks. <laughs> but you have not pushed your music onto your children that I know of. Like you let them do what they want to do. And yeah. that is, is super fucking awesome to me. Oh, well. Yeah. Because, you know, with your daughter's band and your son being into the rap and everything, it's not like, ah, it's, you know, fucking metal or fucking rock, punk rock or whatever. It's, you've let them become their own person, their own identity as their music. Yeah. And from just hearing you talk about that, that is so fucking rad to me. You just play it in front of them and see what sticks. Yeah. The first thing that both of them clung to was Devo. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I could both, honestly see like that. Really dug that. And I could honestly see that with uh, uh, Zerg Rush. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lily, <laughs> Lily is yeah heavily influenced. Or Zani Mondo. Sorry, Z- Zani Mondo. Z- Zani. <laughs> she she is heavily influenced by Devo. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, me and her mom went to see went to see him in Chicago, and she was three, and she stayed at my parents' house. She was three or four. I four. can imagine if you told her who you went to see, she'd probably be pissed. Dude, she was on the phone. She goes, "Dad, why?" No, she was she was four, and so she was going, "Why are you in Chicago? Why are you in Chicago?" And I said, "All right, sweetie, we're here to see Devo." And she went, "What?" Without me, and then I heard the phone go bang and she hit the hung table. Up on you? And my mom picks up the phone and she goes, "Woo, she's mad. What did you say to her?" <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, dude, that is awesome. No, you can't. Yeah, my my dad pushed. Uh, motorcycle racing on me was when i was a kid and i I did it for a while but i didn't love it you know what i mean and 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 you can't have anything forced on you like that you know what i'm saying so so my you know the kids uh uh, as far as like music and stuff like that and there was always a skateboard set up you know what i mean there was guitars and whatever one time i brought home a chord organ (laughs) you know what i mean you just kind of Throw it out there and see what sticks. Yeah, just you gotta let them. You gotta let them fuck with it themselves, and uh, you know, definitely find it and, and find out what they want to do. You know, and right, and whether it's painting or you know playing music or yeah or racing. You know, yeah. you just gotta throw it out there and say, well, let's do it. Yeah, let's. music's the same way. You just mix it up when you're they're riding with you. You play play something different for them every so often and uh, see what they like. For sure. Definitely. Dude, that's awesome. And it's great great advice to, to part with today. Yeah. So, as always, links will be listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Uh, come check these guys out wherever you might run across them. If you're in the uh, Louisville area, you know, yeah. Louisville, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, possibly St. Louis, Nashville, that area, the, the Midwest region, you might run into these guys somewhere. Go see them. It's worth the fucking money. Whether it's a five dollar cover or a fifteen dollar cover, anywhere you go, or it's it's always worth back. it. Or it's sneak in the back, you know. Be friends with them. <laughs> Offer st- stitch a blowjob. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're talking about the drink. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, and just support, support, support. That's all I can say. So, what out of god awful songs? What do you want me to play out today? Oh, uh, I ain't that bad. All right. So you heard him. This is from God Awful's I Ain't That Bad.
that you ever had Like to think that I'm so rebellious Childish and a little bit dumb But I'll bring out all the wild beside you And that's what's trying to get away from you Then baby, yeah, you Won't change the man I am But honey, you can't fix What ain't broken You won't come round on my side of the track Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.